She's a business mogul. Number one. And wellness expert. How can I help? And now Chantel Ray and her amazing guests are here to guide you on your wellness journey. Time to level up. Welcome to the Waste Away Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to today's episode and we are so excited. We have Barton Scott from Upgraded Formulas and today we are talking about minerals and why you are not feeling your best. So Barton, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me, Chantel. I want to first start by talking about leg cramps because one of the things, you know, people who are listening to this podcast, a lot of them are doing intermittent fasting. A lot of them are doing keto. And one of the things that I always say is that when you're doing um, intermittent fasting and when you're doing um, keto, you might not be able to get some of the things that are high in potassium. So things that are high in potassium are like apricots and dried fruits and oranges, bananas, you know, um, potatoes, sweet potatoes, right? So a lot of people who are doing a keto diet, they're like, I'm not eating potatoes. I'm not eating sweet potatoes. I'm not eating bananas. You know, they're trying to avoid these things. They're not getting the potassium they're needing. And so we're seeing a lot of questions come in that are saying, listen, I'm doing fasting. I'm doing an inter, uh, doing a keto diet and I'm getting terrible Charlie horses. I'm getting terrible yeah. leg cramps. Um, and we are seeing that when they are adding uh, magnesium and potassium, the combination that mm -hmm. is kind of the magic elixir. So I want you to talk about what's causing the leg cramps mm -hmm. and what people need to do to help relieve that. So I actually put out a product recently called Upgraded Cramp Relief. And it's it's based on something I've, I've seen for, uh, for many, many years now, you know, over, I started researching for upgraded formulas 12 years ago and uh, I've been supplementing since I was literally like 12 or 13 36 now and you know um, the the mash between my background for people that haven't heard us speak before is I studied chemical engineering my mom got really sick I've been studying nutrition since I was a teenager because of breath I wrestled and competed at a high level in that sport and some others and yeah, I uh, I saw all of it really break down, and she ultimately passed. And I really I, I wanted to have the solutions that would have saved her. And um, and then also I've just always been focused on performance. So that was like longevity, but also performance. And what I've noticed is that you know since we were kids, we were always taught like uh, potassium for cramps and the part that, that gets that wrong is although you're completely, you know, when you're when you're talking about the keto diet and not eating um, potassium rich foods, I completely agree with that. Now, if you're just talking about solving for a cramp right now, immediately, um, the the you know, if you actually absorb the magnesium you're taking, which every product we've ever tested in a lab absorbs at under 30 percent. Um, so, so that's, that's the reason why we have our delivery system that I developed as a chemical engineer, uh, for all of our products. 
and that are mineral based. And um, really, the interesting part of it is that, you know, potassium is all about actually contracting or causing a, you know, a cramp, which is like a failed contraction, a stagnant or stuck contraction. Uh, and the reason that fails is because there's not enough magnesium present uh, inside the cell to allow for the muscle to relax. So magnesium is all about relaxation. It's about deep sleep and it's, um, it's about the muscle relaxing. So potassium is all about contraction. So although it could help to have some potassium, some potassium can actually make it worse. Um, it, it's really not the, my, my stand, what I've seen to be true for, for years now is that if you absorb the magnesium, it's not so much that potassium would be detrimental because it, it could help. It's that for sure the body will react and respond to that magnesium, the relaxation effect of allowing that muscle, whether it's in your cramp, you're in, in your foot, the cramps in your foot or in your calf, or it's a PMS cramp. Um, any of these, it's going to be very, very uh, noticeably benefited by magnesium if you absorb it. I don't know about you guys, but I am stressed. And if you're feeling overwhelmed this holiday season, then I get it. With all the family get-togethers, it is just a relentless source of stress. But anyway, there is something that I've got called Stress Guardian. And it's actually made by Bioptimizers, the people who make the magnesium breakthrough, which I love, love, love. But anyway, they are literally made this new product. It has 14 adaptogenic herbs and it just regulates your stress. I just actually took some right this second. And it's awesome. If you go to stressguardian.com slash waste away and put in waste away for 10% off your first order, it's stressguardian.com slash waste away. Go there now. So talk about that that's one of the things that I'm really just passionate about right now is that I feel like what's happening with people is like, they're like, I'm taking magnesium or I'm taking this and I'm taking that. And what you're saying is, yes, they're taking it, but they're not actually absorbing it. I want you to really kind of dive deep on that, what they can do and why is it that they're not absorbing it? Right. So the, the particle size of the mineral supplements you're trying to absorb is like this big. The particle, the blood, the blood cell size is like this big. And the particle size of the products we've engineered is like smaller than, you know, the point of my index finger uh, in this relation. It's about a thousand times smaller than this red blood cell. Now, the particle size of the supplements we're talking about is up to eight times larger than a red blood cell. So it has to go through the digestive process. And this digestive process is broken for most people. What I mean by broken is, unfortunately, most people have low stomach acid. Uh, something like nine out of 10 people we see uh, that come in and do our hair analysis, uh, which is a, a virtual process. It, it ships to you wherever you are. That those people, when they go through a consultation, we see signs that they have low stomach acid. We ask questions that reveal, you know, a lot of different things, including they, you know, most likely have other issues too, like um, 
yeah, I mean, all sorts of different things. It could be leaky gut. It could be could be candida overgrowth, and we see that through ratios like calcium to magnesium. Um, there, there's a lot there um, that we're up against. And what I, from an absorption standpoint, this was the key thing I went to school for as a chemical engineer, it turns out. It just so happened to be exactly what I needed to focus on uh, to achieve this. So surprising because I, at the time, I had no idea what I was going to school for. I just knew it was really, really difficult. I heard it was one of the hardest majors you could take. And I was like up for a challenge and and thought, okay, there'll be something valuable on the other side of this. Um, and I'll see that later when I have that knowledge. And sure enough, uh, so... And I, I always wanted to be in health anyway, and then was driven by, you know, that need to research uh, with my mom. And I I think that the absorption aspect, we should think of it like this. So I, if you're listening to this, you've probably heard of, um, which this is, in, in my mind, like very limited information that's that's not the best. So here it goes. Um, the way it's been taught recently in the last, uh, only in the last 10 years or so is you need certain forms of, for example, magnesium to do certain things. That's not at all how the body does it with food though. So now the, the recent stuff has been, well, take all the forms. Here's a magnesium that gives you all the forms that would seem to make sense. And most people don't think much past that, but the problem is, is that's not, let me ask it this way. Is that how your body developed, how your genetics developed over the course of time, way back to when we're hunter-gatherers, when we're on tribal plains, when we were developing the system we now use to digest our food and our nutrients? And the answer, I think, when you just think on it a little bit is, of course, our body does not uh, request magnesium this you know this form or that form and this one is better than that one for certain things from food when we get it from uh, anything whether it's a sweet potato or meat or anything or fish or what you know any any nutrient it's not how the body does it breaks it down to the elemental size and when it's small enough step let's say there's a 50 steps in the digestive process from eating it to going through the body, getting digested and getting brought into the bloodstream. At that point, 50 out of 50 steps, it's ready to go in. What happens at that point? And that's really what I wanted to get clear on. It goes straight into the red blood cells. So what we do to improve uh, you know, uh, absorption, knowing that most people are way over here in a stuck state of digestive um, incapability. They can't, they have almost no stomach acid and they're drinking alkaline water on top of that and they're making it worse. And then they're- uh, Oh my gosh, let's talk about that. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. We'll okay, totally yeah, get okay, to that. Okay. Yeah. We'll totally get to that and other issues that are caused by that. Um, <laughs> there's so many things like that. That's a, unfortunately a bit of a, a, a marketing scam. Um, and the body, what it really needs is more more good acid, like lemon juice, low pH, so that because the stomach anyway. So so when you're thinking about absorption, 
um, what I'm what I'm really asking you to consider is think about it how the body does it naturally and has evolved to do it for millions of years now, um, and think about how we are uh, not doing that when we're trying. What's happening when we're saying take all these different forms? What we're doing is saying, uh, well, we have. Uh, Sam and Bob have figured out this manufacturing process 40 years ago that produces these different outcomes, magnesium, this and that and that and that. And what what I'm really saying is we needed a different delivery system so that we could figure out how to mimic how the body responds and interacts with food at that step 50 out of 50 when it's ready to go into red blood cells. So what our products do is as soon as you take them, they go into the red blood cells. Now, if if you're using one of our capsule products instead of one of our liquid products, obviously what you have to, what, digest the capsule, of course, but almost everyone, I mean, really everyone has enough stomach acid to digest that uh, lipophilic capsule which uh, you put water on it, it it starts to break down, dissolve. And then the plasma, you know, what I've really done with our process is create a plasma. That plasma is just like what we're absorbing from food once the food is fully broken down. And then that goes straight into the red blood cells. Your digestive system didn't even have to work, which means you saved energy as well as, you know, it's just drastically more effective, virtually 100% absorption. And instead of, you know, having people take our word for that, you know, we've been in business long enough now that we, we've been able to do a clinical trial. I, I don't think we've talked about this, but we did a full double blind placebo controlled clinical trial um, that was completely third party, just like big drug companies do to prove that um, for example, our magnesium is now the, the most um, clinically shown product to improve deep sleep, REM sleep, uh, have people falling back asleep easily, uh, waking up with more energy. I mean, the the stats were incredible. So, yeah, that's that's kind of like I'm talking about magnesium, but I'm also talking about. I just want you to know, as you're listening to this, every single mineral and element out there is iodine a mineral element? Yes. Yeah, selenium uh, blends that have you know. Uh, zinc or copper or whatever it is that we've put out there for you know for example thyroid function or metabolism so that's that's how i came to think about it and that's ultimately what we what we uh help people with today you guys i'm so excited we are doing a free master class for you it's actually on nontoxicfamily.com slash masterclass that's nontoxicfamily.com slash masterclass and it's going to be all about how to get rid of your gut infections, how to get rid of parasites. If you have painful digestion, if you're suffering from poor sleep, if you've got constant exhaustion, massive joint pain, or skin issues, then you need to get rid of the parasites that are holding your body hostage. I'm going to tell you right now, you're thinking, I don't have parasites. I don't have parasites. Yes, you do. I have Crystal with me. Crystal, tell them your joke. Yeah. If you have a pulse, then you have a parasite or more. And the thing about parasites is they're sneaky. And even if they came back negative on a stool test that you did before, that doesn't matter. They can still be present. And so on this masterclass, we're going to teach you 
all the tips and tricks that you might have heard of but didn't know how to use, like diatomaceous earth, pumpkin seed protocols, garlic and berberine and black walnut, because you can't do all of these things, but you need to select a few that work for you. So we're going to go through all of that in this masterclass. All right. And my son created a new site. It's called Non-Toxic Family. And if you're not following, go to nontoxicfamilynow.com or on Facebook, go to Non-Toxic Family. You'll see my son. He does all these great videos on how to be healthy. They're really great. And we actually put the free masterclass on this site. So it's nontoxicfamily.com slash masterclass and sign up for free. Look forward to seeing you guys. Yeah. So from what I'm hearing you say is that basically people don't have enough digestive enzymes or their bodies are not releasing enough enzymes as they should. And so that means that they're not breaking down certain foods. It doesn't matter whether it's like really great nutrient dense food. If they can't break those, those foods down and absorb the nutrients to get in the cells, that's where the problem is coming from. And I also think a lot of people, I I believe that I have a little bit of a damaged uh, vagus nerve. And it, you know, when you have a damaged vagus nerve, you can't send signals normally to your stomach muscles. And that can cause food to remain in your stomach longer um, mm-hmm. rather than move into your small intestines to be digested. Right. And for me personally, um, from the age of when I was between 20 and 22 or so, I was bulimic for two years. And then when I gave birth to my son, I not on purpose, but I threw up every single day, a minimum of six times while I was giving birth, I was pushing and throwing up, pushing and throwing. So for me, I believe that has caused some damage in my vagus nerve of, um, you know, why I have trouble with, you know, what you just said is you have to have those digestive enzymes. You have to have that acid in your stomach because if you don't, that's going to cause so many problems. So let's talk about alkaline water because I am not a fan of alkaline water. I think that causes so many problems. And I want you to tell us (laughs) why you're not a fan of alkaline water. So alkaline water, I believe, is is not people like trying to make us unhealthy. That it's just people that purely were like they listened to the cliff notes or something that you know uh, too long didn't read sort of thing. And someone in the marketing department was like, "This is a different type of water. People will drink water all the time. We should just tell them that our water is you know some crazy sort of like." no basis in science because i tell you there there's like you ask anyone that really knows chemistry and they'll like honestly if they're not in health and they haven't heard or noticed these health trends they'll probably look at you a little bit funny like you you ask like um a good organic chemistry teacher or something you know and i i took organic chemistry one two physical chemistry pchem quantum, all these different things to to get through chemical engineering. And then we go and apply that knowledge to building industrial processes. And then we get a, you know, a a major in math, a major in physics, or a minor rather. Um, And then you apply all of that too. And there's some things that are, it's just kind of like the way we understand gravity. When you understand all of those different things, you kind of 
it, it takes a moment. Like I remember being initially confused that people would even market alkaline water as that, because even 10 years ago, it was obvious to me that so many people had so much gut dysfunction, even before books like Wheat Belly came out where they're like, gluten's bad. It's like, yeah, glyphosate's bad. Yeah, I totally it is. But alkaline water. Okay, so let's just start here. Um, most people have low stomach acid, right? Stomach acid, pH scale, going back real far to basic chemistry here. Um, pH of seven out of 14 is what the midpoint, right? So zero to 14, seven is the midpoint. 7.36 or so is right where our blood pH wants to be. And if it's not there, this is how bone disease happens. Our body pulls from tissue or bone marrow to put into the blood, which is why I don't like blood testing for some things. For hormones, it can be fine. For minerals, heavy metals, don't like it at all. And we can talk about that too. But briefly, our body, our blood is so important that our, our body knows that. And it pulls from even our bone marrow to get it into our blood. Now, once it's in the blood, unfortunately, most, you know, most doctors and nutritionists even are trained to check the blood, even for things like mineral status, which, hello, this builds everything. This is my, my new book on, is on that's coming out um, in 2024. It's, it's about nutrition and personality. So how nutrition becomes personality. Um, and unfortunately, when we're pulling from blood, we're, we're almost never going to see a deficiency because our body will pull it uh, um, from tissue to put it in blood. So with alkaline, you know, if our, if our body needs to be at 7.36 or so, if, if we're already uh, too low in acid, that means we're high, not low, right, in our body. And then we're putting in like a eight or nine or 10 pH, very basic, not acidic, but basic into the, the, the body. And it just has to buffer it even more. So the way you get that basic quality is you have things like a lot of calcium. Our body, despite anything you've heard of, if you're listening to this, you've probably heard this before, but maybe not. The One of the easiest things for us to get today is calcium. It's like, 25 to 1 ratio of calcium to magnesium in most of our dairy uh, our dairy products today. So do we need more calcium? The answer is absolutely not. Um, you may not even need vitamin D because, or you may not want to take it even though you need it or you have low levels of vitamin D because calcium already being high, depending on how high it is in your body, which we see through hair tissue mineral analysis, um, and you can find out on, on our site, the, the thing there is that when you have too much calcium and then you put even more calcium in it, what you're, uh, through alkaline water and through, you know, way too much dairy and you know, all these different uh, ways to get calcium, even tap water. What we're doing is we're closing down the interference and in the body's ability to cellularly communicate back and forth. And we're blocking and reducing, or at least reducing the ability for the body to have other nutrients come in. Because what calcium does, there's a term called a calcium shell that we see in hair analysis. And that's above a certain number. So if you're like 190 or above, 
in your calcium level, you're going to have a calcium shell uh, in almost every case. And that what that means is that is something that we understand very clearly is bad for the body. And then if we're taking alkaline water on it, we're just making it worse. So what we really need is really clear spring water uh, that's, you know, I like to salt it because um, most people are low in good quality sea salt too and all the micronutrients that has. And then, yeah, you squeeze some lemon, squeeze some lime, things like you're talking about. Okay, so let's talk about that because when it comes to um, lemon juice, people mm. say, okay, lemon juice has a pH level between two and three, which mm. makes it acidic. Yeah. But they say that lemon juice can have an alkalizing effect on your urine mm -hmm. because yeah. it has very influence, a very little influence on the pH of your blood. Um, right. Can you talk about that? Yeah. So the actual definitions here and the way people are using words is very confusing because you can have a like alkalinity does not mean uh more basic so so that's where people get confused and i think that's where the original marketers of this water got very confused alkalinity is like a quality and ideal alkalinity is a good thing the however um that is not that doesn't mean that acids are bad now um like stress causes a, you know other issues and that can change the blood ph and 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 really you know mess it up and then the body has to buffer it so i would say just although or yes uh, acids can improve the alkalinity of the body which is not the same as making it alkaline or having alkaline water, unfortunately. And I think that's probably where the breakdown is because I know that that seems confusing, but <laughs> there's a lot of things in chemistry that seem confusing. And then you go like many layers deep and they're like, oh, wow, it's obvious. But then a whole nother ocean of things that you don't understand then opens. And then you're like, wait a minute, Oof, there's a lot to make sense of here. So just to like neatly talk about this part, alkalinity improving because of acid being added via you know limp you know citrus uh like lemon or lime is a good thing and it's it's not it, it's unfortunately it, it's using similar words thanks to the marketing department of whoever however long ago <laughs> but it's not the same yeah so talk about magnesium a little bit more of what how important it is and how to know what magnesium you need and what it which one is beneficial for what well, that, I mean, that's what we're we're touching on. But yeah, happy to like try to approach that from a different angle. Um, so there, you don't need to know anything about the forms when you're using our uh, magnesium. It's called upgraded magnesium. This is what we did a full double-blind clinical trial on. To my knowledge, there's never been a supplement that's improved sleep more but it also improves uh, your ability to eliminate, so your ability to go to the bathroom, <clears throat> but it doesn't cause disaster pants, which is what um, something like magnesium oxide would do. Now, so what I would say is there are with, okay, so the what you're probably taking if you're listening to this and you're not taking upgrade magnesium is you probably still have the side effects and deficiency 
symptoms of magnesium. Maybe that's cramps, maybe that's constipation, or your skin's not very clear because um, your your body's reabsorbing those toxins. So, um, and also apologies, I just got Invisalign to sort, sort of like open up some space in my mouth and I'm like, you know, lisping a little bit. So bear with me here. Okay. Uh, just another month or so. Um, the, the, so does that make sense? I'll just pause there. Yeah. Makes yeah. sense. And, and then anything else that I should kind of elaborate on uh, there? I think, well, one of the things is that, you know, there's, you know, lots of different forms of magnesium. Yeah, so right. like in your magnesium, how many different forms are they? And just kind of briefly go yeah. over what sure. the different forms are for. Yeah, got it. So what ours is, is it's a elemental magnesium that's put through our our process that I developed as a chemical engineer. And what that does is it's just like essentially it's just the element magnesium put through a process so that it's like plasma. And then afterward, since the body needs more stomach acid, I bind it with chloride. So on the label, unfortunately, it will look like um, nano magnesium chloride. However, it's not magnesium chloride at all. It's just, we have to call it something um, that, you know, FDA allows us to, to call it and, you know, the industry. So it's a unique process and it's just like food, but we're starting off with magnesium. We're using high voltage. We're, we're changing, uh, the physical, the physical properties so that the chemistry in the body, uh, interacts the way the body would with food and it's absorbed without digestion and nearly completely. We can't say hundred percent, but like 99.99%. And part of the reason why we do the hair test, Chantel, is, is, and we offer before and after tests, I, I always recommend people do this quarterly, but so you have a map of where you are, where, where you are next, where you're going. Um, and it keeps changing because you're using, it's like a good surgeon using a, a good set of scalpels. Um, you don't need just the knowledge of the surgeon and you don't need only good scalpels or good instruments. You need the map, just like if we were on a road trip and we're trying to go from A to B, we need to look at the map often, right? We can't just like look at the map once and then get there most likely. Uh, we need to look and go, oh, is it time for a turn? Oh, we just missed our turn. Or well, yeah, we need a turn now, otherwise we'll be going in what the wrong direction. So that's how I think of testing and I sure there's some other tests that you can do, but I think my real, the interplay with this and testing is very important, I guess is what I'm saying, because, you know, I, I trademarked the phrase test don't guess, for example, to, to illustrate the, the importance of this point, which is a lot like saying gravity, like talking about gravity. Now, if, if we were high on a rooftop, 60 floors up, and I gave you an eye mask and I said, Hey, you know, you're not testing. So you have to put this eye mask on and you have to walk in a big figure eight, you know, on this rooftop with no guardrails. You'd go, wait a minute. How do I get out of this? Like, I uh, don't want to do that. That's what we're doing. The effects are not as immediate as stepping off a rooftop 60 floors up, but it is absolutely killing us 
to on a cellular level to not have the nutrients we need because we're not listening to the body. We're not testing tissue, which is what hair is, bone is, organs are. Blood is, is, is you know, a day's worth of data at best. And it can be influenced very easily. Um, and by the time we see a deficiency in, in, in blood, there's probably disease present because it's been dis-ease, a lack of ease in the body for a long, long time. And the body initially was able to counteract by pulling from these places like bone marrow and tissue and putting it into the blood. But then we check the blood and we go, oh, you know, you're fine. You're like, I don't feel fine. You know, I have brain fog. I have, I can't focus. My mood is like very vanilla or blah. So that's how to think of it. And every, every product that doesn't use a super advanced uh, delivery system, like the one that we developed for upgraded formulas is, is just not going to interact with the body the way the body wants to receive it. You know, this, this phrase biohacking, I think of it as bioharmony, which is listening, like tuning in, listening to what does the body want? What does the body want? What does the body want? And the insight that I had a long time ago, and I continue to have it is listening is the basis of success in anything. Listening is the first step in walking the right path. So when we have and listening to your own forms, body and being able to heal yourself and is, is really important. I love mm. that because it's, it's a lot of people are just listening to what their doctor is saying and mm. you need this and you need that instead of like getting information, listening to things like this podcast and being able to, instead of putting in prescriptions, putting in the nutrients that you need, let's switch gears real quick. Cause I want to make sure we have time to talk about iodine because sure. iodine, I feel like is a very I have naturopath doctors that are really like one person's like, uh, you yeah. definitely need iodine. And some people are like, no, if you have thyroid issues, you have too much. I, I mean, it's right. all. Yeah. Yeah. That. I feel like right. they're, they're the, you know, everyone will say, yes, everyone needs magnesium, but iodine is something not all naturopaths are on the same page. So I want to hear your thoughts on it. Thank you. This is such a great question. And I, I'm so happy to talk about it because it, it, you're right. It's an important thing. And just like we we're talking about earlier, anyone with a real basis in chemistry knows that there are certain laws just like gravity. So I call it periodic law, which is a, a deep understanding of the periodic table, which we know no matter what you believe, this, this table contains all the building blocks on the planet. It's what we're built of, right? We we agree on that, right? If you're listening to this, right? Okay, so then it becomes, how do we test for that? And what do we need? So, and we need pretty much at least a small amount of all these things. So when the body, when someone, I've had Hashimoto's, I've, I've healed myself from that. I've had thyroid deficiencies and I've improved those greatly. People have just self-reported to us that they went back to their doctor and for the first time after taking upgraded iodine because they actually absorbed it and they took enough of it uh, which is probably more than you're taking currently 
and they absorbed it at a much higher rate. So those two things, they took more and they absorbed a lot more of it too. Um, and then they took peak thyroid as well. That bundle long enough, that was allowing them to give their thyroid the nutrients. So first I'll talk about this part and then we'll get to that part. The nutrients needed to produce the hormones from that gland, right? And then you have signaling hormones too, like magnesium and pituitary back and forth. So, so it really is like an overall, you need, you know, if you're low in magnesium, you probably also need that for this to work well. And this is why, again, I say test, don't guess. And using a hair test, in addition to whatever you're doing, doesn't mean you need to stop with whatever tests you're doing, but just add that in as a lens and have a great consultation with someone, which again, we offer that too. The, um, this is the one test we do because it, it's so fundamental and everyone can afford it. And if you're not doing it, you miss things. Um, it's the, it's a periodic table in action. So when you have copper, selenium, zinc, iodine, your body, and really the greatest of which for most people is iodine, but also conversion from inactive hormone, thyroid hormone to active, you need things like selenium. Uh, you need zinc for signaling, you, you know, so we have those nutrients in peak thyroid and upgrade iodine. People have gone back to uh, to their doctor and for the first time ever, they weren't low thyroid. They weren't considered hypothyroid anymore because why? Their body had the building blocks. Like what are the, first of all, what are the building blocks of hormones if you're listening to this, right? Think about it. What are the building blocks? And I encourage you to ask whoever you're talking to without saying anything else, just, just go. So can you tell me the building blocks of thyroid hormones? And they might say fats. Fats is part of it. But without the minerals to activate all the enzyme pathways and to be the raw materials, you can't make thyroid hormone and you can't convert it. So if iodine is probably the largest, the singular, most important there in producing the hormone, is there a use case where if you're going to have a high, a high vitality life that you're going to stop taking iodine? So while you're thinking of that and you're listening along, I want to just also add in that the blue zones around the world, Japan, for example, you know, is the healthiest industrialized country. Their IQ is also 130 on average, where in the U.S. it's a it's 100. And we know from Dr. David Brownstein's work um, years ago, he did, a, you know, many studies, a 600 person study in the U.S. showed that 90 get this, 96% of people, some of which were already taking iodine, were deficient in iodine. 96%, some were already taking iodine. 96, yeah, 96% 96 are, are still seen to be low. 600 people. It's a big, big study. Anything over 20 people, by the way, is st statistically significant. We had 31 in our clinical trial for upgraded magnesium, and we're doing a fertility trial for upgraded T. Um, which is a herbal product for boosting testosterone. That's also around 30. So six, and that's plenty, but over 600 or around 600 for that study. What they saw is, first of all, they looked at J Japan also. Japan consumes about 12 milligrams of iodine on average per person per day. Now, how much does that compare to our RDA, our recommended daily allowance of iodine in the U.S.? Good question. It's 150 micrograms. Now, that's not thriving. 
that is like getting by and anything less than that, the thyroid starts speaking to us in a language most of us don't understand, which is it starts producing what? Antibodies. So that's where the problem starts to me. That's not how you solve it. That's where it starts. It's a low amount of iodine. That's the reason why people have antibodies to begin with. And even if you're taking iodine, if you're in a very polluted area, iodine, what you have to understand, you know, the person that jumps in front of the president, if the president's getting shot at. Yeah. That's how iodine acts in the body when it's not able to just do the things that it wants to do. It'll do this stuff, but it sees mercury come in or it sees other anti-nutrients come in. It goes and protects against that. So iodine, my, my solution is Yes, you continue to take iodine in every case. You can do low and slow for a little while, but knowing that if you have to have some iodine every day to make the hormones, that is a law of chemistry and physics in the body. And then the way you get around it, if someone is very toxic around mercury, which we also see these levels in, in hair, you can just assume that you have some mercury, so have some aluminum, and you can start to take binders. Um, and we're, we actually probably by the time this is out, we're going to have our, a binder product I've worked on for like two years. So very happy with that. And it's called detox and deep bloat. Um, it, it will so simultaneously bind with all the metals that your thyroid is excreting. If it's getting more iodine and it hasn't had much in a while, so it could, take the the mercury off the receptor sites so there's these receptor sites in you know on the with the gland right so if that mercury comes off you want something to grab it and excrete it from the body so that's that's what a binder does a good binder the right binder yeah and i want to say you know for people who don't really totally understand what binders are they are basically natural substances that basically bind to the toxins that are in your body so they don't spill over into the inside of your body and trigger an immune reaction. Because what a lot of people are doing is all these detoxing things and you don't want to detox and get that detoxing to be reabsorbed into the body before it can be eliminated. So it's kind of like a lint brush for your inside. So I've really kind of been studying binders and I really, I think this is where people start doing all these different things Mm -hmm. uh, as far as detox, parasite cleanses and all these other things, but they're not using a binder and so that is a major thing. So we will we will have a discount code for you so you can order the binders. I want to talk about what you just said with the iodine. My husband mm. is so funny because he loves to have sushi. Like if it was up to him, he would eat sushi every day. And he does it with cooked, like he does it with the cooked, uh, he doesn't like it raw mm. really. Right, um, right. the big thing is the seaweed. And so I realized he's like, I don't know what it is, yeah. but when I eat sushi, I yeah. feel like a million bucks. And it yeah, dawned on me that yep. it's like, you're missing iodine. That's what yes. you're missing. Yeah, and for me, shrimp, it was like one of these things. I was like, I don't know what it is. Every time I eat shrimp, I yep. feel like a million bucks and especially dairy. Like sometimes I cut dairy out of my diet, but when I have dairy, I actually feel better and beef liver, which I won't eat 
beef lover. I have a supplement that you guys can buy. I'll put it in the show notes um, and you can get a discount code because instead of eating raw liver, it's just not my thing. Maybe it's yours, but I'd rather just buy the grass fed liver capsules and do it that way. Hmm. But I think that this whole idea is like, he realized, oh my gosh, he just, every time he eats sushi and every time he has shrimp, he's feeling like a million bucks. And it's really the iodine, the iodine. Yeah. that he's missing and well, selenium too. When you, when you think about it, do an inventory of the foods you eat and look up a list of high iodine foods and see if you're eating any of those foods. And that may not be enough to reverse a deficiency that you've had for decades. And most of us, I believe I was born with an iodine deficiency and most people are today, which is the other part of it too. If you're not eating much, you know, if you're outside of Japan, it's not common that you're going to find iodine rich foods in your diet. You just, you just won't. And that's okay because you can supplement it and also understand that if you're not supplementing it for that day, your body doesn't have it. It's not storing iodine or recycling it the way it, you know some nutrients get stored. Um, so well, it really is a daily that. supplement. I want yeah. I want to talk about um, you know I know that people. It's a great point. Yeah. People talk about the iodine test. I don't know. There's like mm, challenges. Take, yeah. yeah. Like you can take an iodine. I've heard different people. They take a mixture of iodine and potassium iodide, put it yeah. on a cotton ball, put it like in a two inch circle, mm-hmm. like what either it, in your inner yeah. thigh or upper arm. Have you, have you seen that or can you do it just like, if I did it right now, you can do it through hair. Yeah. What if I did it? What if I did it through with this? Like if I took your mm-hmm. iodine and mm-hmm. I didn't do anything else, I didn't do the potassium iodide, right, but if right. I just took the iodine mm-hmm. and put it on my upper arm with yeah. a cotton ball. And if it dissolves yeah. within an hour, does that mean that I'm iodine deficient? Well, well, ours is, you know, going back to that, form, you know, the form sort of thing or the the older manufacturing process, you know, most people are there taking that older style, it may show a deficiency that way. And it's pretty, maybe it's reliable, maybe it isn't. Um, two thoughts. One, we can test for this in hair with a good consultation, um, even though it's in such a small amount for most people in the body that it's not accurate to test for it directly. We look at about 12 different factors and that lets us know. So you won't see it on your test, but you can ask your nutritionist, do you think I'm low in iodine? And if they can't read a hair test well enough to kind of to essentially read between the lines and tell you, then they're not a good person to interpret a hair analysis. The same with finding, and this is important too, for SOD pathway and, and thyroid function and just general like aging well and having good skin, detoxing well. Um, the you need copper for that SOD pathway, one in particular. There's four. So you you can look, you can find copper directly, but you can also find something called hidden copper. Um, and hidden copper is is something you find again by looking at about 10 different things in hair. 
you look at a ratio and a range of, you know, is zinc over this number? Is the ratio of zinc to copper, uh, which most likely you wouldn't test for in blood either anyway. Um, you know, is it between, you know, 12 and 20? Uh, what's my mercury to selenium ratio? Uh, what's my zinc to mercury ratio? A bunch of different ones uh, that they can go through. And then you can start to notice, you know, like, okay, yeah, it's very, very sure that you have both hidden copper toxicity and iodine deficiency. Um, so that's how I test for it. And ours, our iodine is not staining like you're referring to. So it, it's clear. It's not going to stain the, like, you know, to do that iodine uh, test the way you're talking about it. So. Can, can I take, can I use this iodine on my skin or will it not? Yeah. Like yeah, it will. It, it will. Work it, on it will. In fact, what I do before air travel too, is I take the dropper. So this iodine has almost no taste. It's one of the few iodines out there that I've ever seen that has no taste. Um, and we, if, you know, it's kind of, I guess, very mild coconut water is kind of what it, it I say it has no taste. So it has a very, very, very slight, I squirt it into my nostrils and I breathe in really deeply and then I'll gargle with it too, because it's antiviral. It's really cool. It's antiviral. So if you put it, meaning if you put this in a Petri dish, the viruses stop replicating and then antibacterial, same thing. And then it's also antifungal, which is really cool. So but it's sacrificial in the body. So you have to have plenty of it. And I believe that most people have thyroid issues, have a high, what, viral load. So their iodine is actually being utilized and sequestered over here to fight these other battles. It's kind of like an army that spreads itself too thin. When you have too little iodine, it's like we have this battle going over on over here. This is fungal, bacterial, viral. And then we still need to run your thyroid and have your brain work well. And you're like, wow, I should, I, you know, and then you're like getting advice that from someone that just repeated it. Um, oh yeah, you should, you know, you shouldn't take iodine. It's like, oof, wow. Um, so I, yeah, that's, that's not good advice. And, and that's why, and I, I've, we've also seen this, we've done thousands and thousands of hair tests and thousands and thousands of consultations. So it's, we've seen people get better with the method I'm talking about. And, you know, so love it. And, and you just need binders, you know, with, with that yeah. process. So, yeah. Well, we are out of time. This has been amazing. I'm going to put all of the links in the show notes. Hopefully you'll go there. I love these products and I know you guys will be too. And you can get an amazing discount using the code Chantel Ray. Thanks for being with us and we'll see you next time. Hey guys, thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, it would mean the world to us for you to leave a review on iTunes to get this podcast out to others that may have the same questions that you do. And as always, if you have a question that you want answered, email those to questions at chantelrayway.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.